Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Erica Esafetti. So, despite my extreme heat aversion, I do like a few things about summertime. One of those things is road trips. And now I know you can take road trips at any time, especially as an adult. But in YA, I feel like the time of road trips is quintessentially the summer. You're out of school, you've got some time, you may even have gotten like a new car with your summer job, something like that. And the appeal to me of road trips in books is kind of the same thing that makes them appealing to me in real life. And that is like obviously getting to your destination is part of it. But really, of course, it's the journey. With YA books, the journey often involves self-discovery, other maybe more tangible discoveries, especially if the book is more of an adventure type. It's a time for characters to gain just a little more independence, which can come from the aforementioned self-discovery, or it can come from making the trip with friends or people other than their parents. In addition to that, there's also a lightness and sense of freedom that I envision when I think of road trips in YA that I think just fits so well with summer. Today's books will have road trips at their center, but before I get into them, let's hear quickly from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant Rivals to Lovers debut romance. Gene Ionescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is, until Luis Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Gene and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm. As the two grow closer, the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium. So this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man. It also has ADHD and anxiety representation and some joyful, heartfelt moments. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Amazon Publishing. So I got a story with a little Old West debauchery if you want to get a little messy. So there is a city steeped in the Old West mess. And in the city, a reporter is following every lead to a dangerous place, one that could bring him glory and fame or end his life. New York Times bestselling author Robert Dugoni is back with a gripping new thriller of corruption, vice, and murder set in Depression-era Seattle. It's about a reporter covering a hot murder trial who soon learns nothing is what it seems. The story could make his career if he lives to write about it. You can learn more at Amazon.com slash A Killing on the Hill. So yes, A Killing on the Hill by Robert Dugoni is what you need to pick up if you are into some depression era danger in Seattle. It's a city of big dreams and dark ambitions. And this reporter gets caught up in the muck. So make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Amazon Publishing for sponsoring this episode. So yeah, how do you feel about road trips in YA? Do you like them, not care for them? Are you neutral on them? What? If you like them, what do you like about them? Etc. Feel free to hit us up on heyya at bookriot.com and let us know what you think. 
For now, I will get into a couple road trip books that I think you should read for the summer. So first I have one that is a bit, what I think is a bit of a divergence from what I think a lot of us would consider to be like a classic summary road trip novel, but it really works as one. So hear me out. It gives the, it still has the same overall feeling. And I would say it adds to it, especially if you're into historical adventures, which obviously I am. So the book is The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. So this takes place in the 18th century. 18-year-old Viscount Henry Montague, or Monty, and his bestie Percy are sent on a year-long grand tour of Europe that will involve delivering Monty's sister to a school in Marseille, after which he will be expected to take over his disapproving father's estate thereby giving up all the current things he loves and holds dear, like partying, drinking, gambling. You know. He also dates whom he pleases, which includes both women and men. In fact, he actually has this burning crush on his best friend Percy, who he plans to flirt with for the entirety of the year, especially since there's a chance he won't get to see him again after the trip is over. So in other words, he's got a lot of flirting to do with Percy. I'm not mad at it. All right, so Monty wastes no time in getting extra messy. In Paris, he gets drunk. He ends up naked in Versailles, like you do when you're in Versailles, obviously. You know, he ends up stealing something from the palace, which sets off their adventure. And remember, this is Monty, Percy, and Monty's sister, whose name is Felicity. So once this treasure, which Monty didn't even know was a sort of alchemical treasure when he stole it, But once he steals it, the three are chased through Europe, passing through beautiful places like Venice and Barcelona. They encounter pirates, evade the French Navy, and naturally meet many interesting characters along the way. One aspect that's pretty cool about this book is that the main character spotlight is shared fairly well between the three leads, who are layered and complex. So you've got Monty, who seems to know what he wants for himself, or at least what he likes to do. He's queer at a time that does not accept queerness at all. He's in love with Percy, who is half black, which again, this is the Georgian era, if you're going by British epochs, and Percy has darker skin because his father is a white British colonist, and his mother is a black Barbadian woman, and he often gets mistaken for Monty's valet because of this. Percy is also queer, and he's also disabled, which, while these things are more pieces of his identity, they are not all of his identity. Then you have Felicity, who is another person who doesn't care to adhere to paltry social norms. She wants to be educated, she wants to be free, and she's assertive when needed, but she's also gentle at other times. Not that assertiveness and gentleness are at odds, but just to make the point that she is a well-rounded character. And so between the three of them, you have these excellent moments of tenderness, love, caring, growth, and explorations of things like racism, sexism, classism, homophobia. But this book does all that while still serving the girls' pirates, European summary road trip, friends to lovers, shared bed trope. I mean, she gives. She gives and gives. So this is a really fun 
sweet one to pick up. And it's cool to see historical fiction with characters of color, disabled characters. And it's still, you know, still pretty fun. So again, that is The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. Definitely a fun one to pick up this summer. And a little different from, you know, not quite a contemporary, summery, road trippy novel, but I think it hits that spot. So definitely pick that up. Next one I have is I Want to Be Where You Are by Christina Forrest. In this one, 17-year-old Chloe Pierce is usually a pretty obedient daughter, but when her widowed mom says she can't follow her dream by going to ballet auditions, she decides to go anyway. Now, it's not exactly like her mother is this big, strict dream killer. It's just that ever since Chloe's dad passed away, her mom has been more scared of losing her as well. But luckily for Chloe, the opportunity to leave comes once her mom leaves for a cruise. But it hits a bit of a snag when her aggravating neighbor Eli makes her take him and his dog with her, lest he tell her mom her plans. So he wants to go because he's trying to shorten the trip to North Carolina to see his dad. She accepts, of course, but feels some type of way about it because of something Eli did to her in the past. Also, there was like the fake threat of him telling her mom. But, you know, that's not like really, I don't think he really would have done it. But still, little, you know, a little shady, a little sneaky. So because she missed the first audition, she ends up having to go to one that's further away from New Jersey, one that is in Washington, D.C. So we've got a good amount of, you know, road tripping time because of that. And of course, because of road trip magic, the two teens eventually talk about the bad blood between them and how white the world of ballet is also gets touched upon. But it doesn't detract from the cuteness of the rest of the story. Because, you know, sometimes when there are two black leads in a YA novel, or just two leads from a minority group, there may be a focus on racism or activism or the discrimination that the group faces, which can be great and is needed, of course. But it's also nice to just have a story about two kids trying to figure out themselves and each other. Um, Chloe and Eli are just trying to navigate their futures and their relationships with each other and their parents. And they have a cute little summer adventure along the way. So uh, super enjoyable. You know, all those nice summery feel-good vibes here. Uh, Again, that's I Want to Be Where You Are by Christina Forrest. And before I go, I will not get into these two books too deeply, but I do have two other honorable mentions. Um, The first of which is Me Moth by Amber McBride. This is a novel in verse. I've talked about it before. That's why I don't want to be, I don't want to be too redundant and talk about it again, but it is a great road trip book. And another one that Tirza just talked about in the last main episode, and that is Lulu and Milagro's Search for Clarity by Angela Velez. Again, she just mentioned it, so I don't want to be redundant and get into it again, but Those are a couple more road trip books for your road trip filled YA summer. But yeah, thanks so much for tuning in today, as well as our sponsor for making the day show possible. You can follow me on Twitter at Erica underscore easy E underscore. A big shout out to Zinc, our audio editor, for making me sound great. We'll see you next week on the main podcast where I will be joined by Tears of Price. Until next week, happy reading. Happy reading.